Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, John 10, 27, it says this. This verse is appropriate to read after that story. My sheep listen to my voice. Oh, man. Here we go. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. If that's good, say it's good. Yeah, this is one of those verses that you, that you highlight in your Bible, right? You're like, oh, man, I love that verse. Or, or, or uh, like, like I said, maybe this is one of those verses you read out loud at Bible study, right? You say, hey, come on. His sheep hear his voice, and they follow him. They know, and you got like three people who say, yeah, that's good. Come on, preach that, right? This is, this is a verse that we all know and love. Maybe, maybe we're counseling one of our friends, and, and maybe this is even one of those scriptures that we use. But you know what the crazy thing is about this verse? It also asks this imposing question. Do you recognize when God's speaking? See, oh, <laughs> When you ask that, that's almost like, we, we, that's an intimidating question almost. When you, so we love that verse until it's, do, do you recognize? Do, do you hear the voice calling to a sheep? Do you recognize his voice? Because in a moment of transparency, I'll be honest, I have moments where I wrestle, at times even struggle to discern, Lord, is that you? Are you speaking to me? Is that your voice? Am I alone? Come on, anyone else have that struggle? Glad I'm not alone. But here's the deal. God is constantly communicating with us. God is constantly speaking to us. In fact, God speaks in all different types of ways. He, he speaks through conviction from the Holy Spirit. He speaks through scriptures. He speaks through other people. He speaks through dreams and visions. He speaks through nature. God is constantly communicating with us. I don't think the question is, God, are you talking to me? I think the question is, are you listening? Are you listening? So today we start week one of a new series. Did y'all enjoy Desperation, our series last month? Come on, it was a good one. Uh, we, we crack open this new series this week, though. It's called, Can You Hear Me Now? I wanted a picture of the Verizon guy, but I don't know. This will do. Can you hear me now. In the heart of the series, really what I want to accomplish through the series is one, help us understand that God is an interactive God. God is a God who desires an intimate relationship with us. He wants to communicate with us, but also through the series, I want us to help better recognize his voice. I'm, I'm hoping that's what we accomplish through the series. So the title of my message this morning is a gentle whisper. For those taking notes, a gentle whisper. Let's pray. Father, as we uh, open up your word this morning, Father, I just pray that you'd use it in a divine way. And God, I pray that you'd use me in a divine way this morning, Lord, just a broken vessel trying to do your work. I, I pray that right now your Holy Spirit would prep hearts to receive your word, till the soil of our hearts, make it fertile, so as the seed of your word goes forth, it land in our hearts and grow fruit in our lives, Lord. Let us not just be hearers of your word. Let us be doers also in Jesus' name, amen. So when it comes to hearing God, I think we can all agree 
that we all just wish he'd speak in that audible voice a little more often. Amen? Like, God, I wish you would just, just tell me, man. Like, just what is it? You want me to go left or right? You want me to go this school or that school? You want me to marry him or her? Like, what do you, what do you want me to do, God? And, and I think we all have that, you know, family member, maybe that crazy family member. We still love them. And they're, God spoke to me. I heard his voice. I'm not saying I don't believe him. Really, I'm just jealous it wasn't me. Amen? Because I feel like, I don't know if I've ever heard, heard that audible voice of God. There's been many, many times where I felt impressed or I felt led to act in a certain way or to speak a specific word. But, but, but in terms of that eardrum vibrating from the voice of God speaking to me, I don't think I've ever had that. It's been more of the eardrum of my heart that's vibrated, that's, that's been sensitive to what he's speaking to me. But again, I, I think we could all agree if it, God would just speak to us in that audible voice, man, it'd be a whole lot easier to know where and what I'm supposed to do. Right? Yeah, a, a little bit. I was trying to set you guys up because I don't know if that's totally entirely true. Uh, in many ways, I'm kind of glad that we don't hear the audible voice of God. Right? Because God might tell me, hey, go back to Egypt and, and set the captives free. Amen? It's like, whoa, God, that's a, that's a big deal. You got the right guy, right? We, we, we see the, in, these instances in Scripture where God speaks in his audible voice, but it's not always this, uh, you know, this great thing, I think. Moses stands there, he says, he, you know, God speaks in that audible voice to Moses, and Moses is like, whoa, whoa, God, you got the wrong guy. You want me to go back home? You, you want me to do what? Then we, then we see another conversation with Jeremiah. The word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah, right? He says, man, I, I, I set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah says, whoa, whoa, Lord, I can't speak. I, I'm too young. Are, are you sure? Me? You want me to do it? How, how about the uh, rich young ruler? Y'all heard that story? So Jesus is the word. We know that, right? Jesus is the word. So the rich young ruler comes up to Jesus and he goes, He's like, Master, you know, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus is like, you know, well, follow these commands. He gives him a couple commands. He's like, okay. He's like, I've done that. He's all excited. He's all pumped up. So Jesus says, there's still one thing you haven't done. Sell. This is the audible voice of God, right? Sell all you got, give it to the poor, and follow me. Wanted to hear the audible voice till it was that. So in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm glad I don't necessarily hear the audible voice of God, you know. I'm, I'm still discerning that, Lord. But for real, I, church, here's what I'm convinced of. Many use the excuse that we don't recognize God talking to us, so we don't move. I don't know if that's God. I don't know if he's putting that on my heart. And we use the excuse, I, I don't know if it's God, so we don't act, but even if he did speak to us in that audible voice, here's what I'm convinced. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. I'm just trying to challenge y'all this morning. Even if he did speak to us in that audible voice, I think many of us probably still wouldn't be obedient. Because think about all the truth we know in his scripture right now. Many of us, even myself, and we struggle to even obey that. Right? And that's in black and white. That's clear. But just because we don't always or, or maybe, you know, ever hear the audible voice of God, it doesn't mean he's not communicating with us. It doesn't mean he's not even speaking to you right now. 
In fact, I'd say God is constantly speaking to us. Again, I just, I think the question is, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you guys uh, familiar with the story of Elijah from the Old Testament? A- anything that happens in his life? So this dude has a wild story. Um, but basically, he's the only prophet of the Lord left. God comes to Elijah and says, you know, I want you to go talk to Ahab and Jezebel. And, and Ahab and Jezebel, they basically killed off all the Lord's prophets. And they're starting to worship Baal, you know, some pagan god. And, and they've raised up all these prophets uh, of this, you know, pagan god Baal. They have like 850 now, Elijah has to go back and deliver the news. He's like, you know, and he gets into this battle with these 850 prophets. And long story short, I'm running through the story, but they go up on this mountain. They, they set up this altar, right? And, and they put a bull on the altar, and they basically have a, a, a showdown with their gods, like who has the more powerful god. So you got Elijah, and then you got 850 prophets on the other side, and, and, and the goal here, what they're trying to accomplish, is to call down fire from heaven to light the bull on fire that's on the altar. Okay? So Elijah's like, all right, you guys go first. So he stands back and watch, kind of like a dance-off or something, you know. So they go, and it says that, that the, the Baal prophets are just going nuts. They're, they're screaming, they're making a scene, they're doing, you know, crazy dances or whatever. They even start cutting themselves. They're bleeding and screaming. And in in all their efforts, nothing happens. Nothing. So Elijah's like, okay, my turn. Is it my turn? And he goes, first, let's douse this thing in water. Just because I want you all to know it's going to be God. I want you to know it's going to be God. So I think they put four buckets of water on this bowl. And with one simple prayer, Elijah calls down fire from heaven and it blasts the bull, it blasts the altar, it burns everything. And then he kills all the prophets. It's just a story. I didn't write it. The Bible's wild, man. It's, it's a wild book, for real. But then Jezebel, she hears, so, so Ahab, who was the king, he goes back and he tells Jezebel, yeah, this dude Elijah, it was crazy. He dumped water on the bull, right? And, and, and then he just, one simple, oh yeah, and Eddie and Johnny even cut themselves, still couldn't get Baal to do anything, right? But this dude Elijah, baby, I'm telling you, you should have been there. You should have seen it. It was crazy. He just, he just, said, he just goes, God, send down your fire, Boom, zaps this bull. It was, right? And Jezebel's like, are you kidding me? And seriously, she sends for him to be killed. Remember, this is the last prophet. And Elijah, he catches news. She sends a message. She says, boy, I'm going to kill you, just like you killed these prophets. And he takes off into the, into, into the wilderness, and he flees to this cave. And... Um, you know, he, he's at such a low point. It's, it's crazy because he's just done this divine miracle, really. And now he's in a cave. He's asking God, Lord, take my life. God, God take my life. Finds himself just in, in this dark moment, in, in this dark place. And this is where we kind of pick up in our key scripture for today. 1 Kings 19, verses 9 through 13. All that has just happened. He's in the cave, and, and then here's where we pick up. We see this divine interaction between Elijah and God says this. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, 
I have zealously served you, the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, tore down their altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and it was a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But check this out. It says, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. But after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. There was the sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and he went out and he stood at the entrance of the cave because the presence of the Lord was there. See, sometimes I, th- I think in the busyness of life, in the, in the duties of family life, in the duties of marriage, you know, maybe in the demands of our careers, we claim God isn't speaking to us. But really, maybe we're just too distracted. Maybe we've allowed life to get a little too loud. And, and Lord, forgive us. Give, us. give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. Because I think myself and, and many of us in the room, I think maybe we've been too distracted or we've ignored or we've missed that gentle whisper. Proverbs 420, verses 20, uh, or 420 through 22 says this, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Listen carefully. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Now, church, obviously God speaks through the scripture and we'll, we'll even talk about this a little next week. But the heart of this message, what I want you to grab hold of this message that yes, God speaks through the scriptures, but God is also speaking to us right now. God is speaking to us all the time. We have a God who loves to communicate with us. And I think for some of us, that's, I think for some of us, that's a foreign concept. I think when we think of God, we, we think of God as this like distant deity, right? We, we look at God and, and it's easy to get caught up in this thought that he's this old man up in heaven with this long gray beard and, and he's looking down on earth and, he, and he's watching all of us and every once in a while he'll intervene and do something crazy on earth, right? And, and other than that, he's just kind of watching how we go and there's not a whole lot of interaction with him. I, I think sometimes we get tripped up into that thought pattern. And we think, as long as I love Jesus, as long as I serve him, I I live a good Christian life, then my real interaction with God, that'll come, uh, you know, when I I get to speak with him, when I I get to be in his presence fully, when when I get to know him intimately, that'll only be when I get to heaven. But our time on earth, we, we spend pretty separated, pretty out of touch from God. And we go throughout our days talking with people, getting our priorities from work taken care of. We call our wife on our lunch break when we remember, amen. And every once in a while, if the sermon was good on Sunday, Monday we throw up a prayer and say, God, I love you, you're good. Or we get that good, or, or we get something awesome that happens in our life and we give him praise and we say, thank you, God, thank, 
you know, thanks for helping me. But then it's back to life and, and the everyday grind. And we find ourselves questioning, even doubting God's existence. And then we claim that, you know, we, we get caught up in the busyness of life, the pattern. We just go back to work, back to the family, back to my married duties. I'm trying to take care of everything, right? I got to take care of things on the farm. I got to take care of things at the church. I got to, whatever. And we get busy in life. And, and, then, and then we claim, man, I'm just not feeling anything. God, I, God, I'm not feeling anything. Anyone ever been there? But I think really, come on, y'all know I love to give a, a, a punch and a hug, right? That's what I hope every message is a punch and a hug. I think really what's happened though is we've allowed life to get so busy, we've allowed life to get so loud that, that we don't hear the whisper. And I believe God is speaking through his Holy Spirit. I believe he's continuously speaking to our hearts and our minds. I'm about to share this piece of scripture with you. I, I remember the first time I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, that is mind-blowing to me. I love this. It's found in Romans 2. Check this out. Romans 2, verses 13 through 16. It might sound a little confusing, but, but I want to help unpack it here the best I can. Check this out. It says, for merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even if, so, so this is saying, listen, listen, just like Pastor Ryan said last week, come on, faith, real faith moves. Real faith is accompanied by action, okay? Amen? All right. So it is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having what? Heard it. They didn't hear the audible voice. So I know this sounds a little, anyone like, I'm lost, pastor. That's a little confusing for me. That's okay, y'all are lying. That's okay, let's walk through it. It says this, even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. Let's break it down. Let's make it really simple. There's Jews. They were raised up in church. They know God. They've been told about God. They had Sunday school. They had the Bible studies. They had life groups. They, they joined the, the college ministry when they were there. You know, they, they know, they know right from wrong. It's been written and it's very clear. Now we have the Gentiles. They just got saved on the streets and they're like, what? I can't shoot. No, I can't shoot nobody no more. What you mean? Huh? Right. Gen Gentiles not raised in church. Gentiles all tatted up, right? I'll tat it up. Got to pass. Come on. Is that, oh, the stereotyping. I'm sorry, y'all. Forgive me. So Gentiles are a little rough around the edges, but hey, I love God, though. I love God, right? So, so what Paul's writing here, he's saying, so now with, with that perspective, even Gentiles, okay, who, who weren't raised in church, show that they know his law, show that they know how to honor God, when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it, they demonstrate that God's law is what? Written on their hearts. This is so good. Isn't this good? Come on, man. They show that it is written on their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. Here, I'll keep reading, then I'll explain it. Verse 16, and this is the message I proclaim. The day is coming when God through Christ Jesus will judge everyone's secret life. What Paul's writing here is he's saying, listen, whether you've read the Bible or not, whether someone's told you about God or not, really, re regardless of what you know, there's something in your heart and in your conscience, it's God at work in you, okay, 
So, so what about those people off in the woods who no one will ever see or never know about? Listen, God judges their secret life. So there's something in all of, in all of us, in all of humankind here, where regardless of what we know, regardless of what we've been exposed to, this is deep stuff, isn't it? It's so, man, this is so good. So, so he's saying there's something inside his Holy Spirit in us, right? It's God working in us. He, he's saying it'll tell you what's right from wrong. Conviction. And how you respond to it is what's important. Paul, in essence, he's saying, God has whispered to your hearts and minds to guide you wrong from right. And church, what if we woke up every day sensitive to what God, through his Holy Spirit, was whispering to our hearts? What if we rolled out of bed sensitive to what he wrote in our hearts? And here's what I believe. Knowing God's word amplifies our sensitivity to that whisper. Come on, isn't that good? Oh, I think that's good. I, I believe knowing God's word amplifies our sensitivity to his whisper. Y'all want to know what God's saying? Y'all want to know what God's saying? Come on, let's know his word. Here's the revelation that I'm hoping takes place in in our hearts and our minds this morning. Just understanding God's not this distant deity, but but God actually desires intimacy with us and an intimate relationship with us, amen? Hey, Val, can you jump up on the keys for me if you wouldn't mind? Um, so I want to read Jeremiah 33, 3, pretty common verse, but I think it's a good one. It says this, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. He says, call to me and I'll talk back to you. Call to me and I'll tell you great and hidden things you don't know. That tells me, listen, this, we can have interaction with God. That's pretty exciting, Right? Like, like the God of the universe, the, the one who saved our soul, we can talk to. And he says, and I will tell you great and hidden things. God desires intimacy with us. But what I've also learned about God and his truth is, just like we said this morning, he doesn't force himself on us. So I want to I put up this slide that has a couple of verses on it. It starts with Deuteronomy 4.29. I, I want to walk through these verses together. Let's see, see if we can find a common theme here. Deuteronomy 4.29. But from there, you will seek the Lord God, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and all your soul. Then we got Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart. Matthew 7, verses 7 through 8, it says, ask and it will be given. You ask and it will be given. You seek and you will find. You knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and who and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be open James 4.8 draw near to God and he'll draw near to you Man, there, is anyone seeing a common theme here maybe it's not that God hasn't approached us maybe it's we haven't approached God it's, it's, he's telling me to seek he's telling me to seek He's telling me to ask. He's telling me to seek. He's telling me to knock. 
right? He, he's telling me to draw near. God, I don't hear you. Draw near. I'm here. I'm ready. I'll, I'll open it. I'll answer. You call out, I'll tell you, I'll tell you hidden and great things. What have you been doing? We want to hear the voice of God. We got to seek him. We got to knock. We got to draw near. Amen. You move. Seek God. You move first. Are you pursuing God? Don't, don't tell me I'm not hearing from God, but you're not making, you're making zero efforts to interact with our Heavenly Father. And if you are pursuing God and not hearing from Him, keep pursuing Him. Keep pursuing Him. His word's true. You'll hear from Him. Knock. If He doesn't come to the door, knock again. He doesn't come to the door, knock again. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. I believe if we earnestly seek God, we will begin to recognize and grow sensitive to his whisper. If we seek God, we'll grow sensitive to his whisper. I wanted to share um, a couple personal testimonies. I, I love, because we listen to messages like this, but for me, when I was sitting where you were sitting, I, I always loved to hear from, from the communicator, well, where have you experienced the whisper of God? So I can compare mine and see if, you know, God's doing in my life what he's doing in your life. But for real, I, I feel like there's been, a, you know, quite a few instances where, I, where I've heard the whisper of God. I wanted to share those with you. I remember specifically, uh, one of the first ones that I can think of is I was on my floor praying in my room, and I knew I was going to get a haircut the next day. I was. And I said, God, I said, give me a word for my barber. Give me a word for my barber. I hadn't, I hadn't been to the barber before. It was a new one. So I got in there, and, you know, I, I have a great opening line, how I get into spiritual stuff with the barber. It usually goes like this. So what do you do? I say, I'm a pastor. It's cheating. But for real, it was like all of a sudden, he just started opening up, right? He just started opening up, and I could just feel the Holy Spirit present. Ask this. Bring this up. Just, just kind of leading me, you know, just, just kind of leading me in the conversation and I remember at the end of that meeting I said listen man I was like I want he know he had these dreams about how he wanted to move out to Cali and, and start his his own barber thing and he goes and, and he opened up about depression and not feeling good enough and like he could never break out it's just this crazy conversation just him like spilling his guts pretty much and, I, and at the end of the meeting I said dude I want you to know I said dude last night I was praying and I prayed that God would give me a word for you I was like, man, I, I, I just, I, I want to pray over you, and I want you to know. I was like, you need to surround yourself with people. I'm like, you need to get back in church, all this stuff, whatever. I can't even really remember the conversation. This is about two years ago. Pray with him. You know, he's filling up. His eyes are filling up with water. Literally about two weeks ago, that, that first message, two weeks ago, I get this message. This is like two years ago. Hey, man, just want to let you know that God had a plan for putting you in my chair. I'm getting back on the right path God always intended for me. I can't say thanks enough for the day you prayed with me. God has been pulling at me for a while now, and I'm finally following his word. Just thought you'd find joy in hearing this. Thanks again. Love you, brother. How, how many moments, how, how many moments is God whispering something to us when we're sitting in a barber's chair, when, when we're standing in a line in Walmart, when, when God's laying something on our heart to speak? God's speaking to us all the time, and, he, and here's what I found. Here's where I think we get it twisted. God, speak to me for me. God, tell me what I'm supposed to do. 
me, 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 me. What if God wasn't interested in just speaking to you for you, but he's speaking to you to speak to his other people? Abigail and I, we were talking in the kitchen last night. We were saying, man, isn't it amazing how God loves us through other people? It's like this wild exchange that only God, when we are obedient, when, when we do the things God's called us to do, like I think people get to experience God's love through us. That's wild, right? Another story, this was actually after this Heaven Come service we just had. So I, I'm standing there in worship. I, I see one of, this, one of these guys that I know, and, and I know the Holy Spirit's given me Matthew 6.33 to say, Seek first the kingdom, all these things will be added to you. So I'm sitting there, and, you know, it's kind of at the end of the song. It's at the awkward time. I'm like, Lord, I don't know if this is the right time. Ah, I don't know. And it's like, you know, and it's so funny because I'm a pastor. still even get a little nervous. Like, oh, man where we talk about like that audible voice where, man, I'm almost glad he like lets us discern it sometimes, right? But, but I'm, I'm supposed to speak some specific things. I'm, I'm supposed to tell this, this guy that he's, a, that he's a provider and he's a protector and that he needs to continue seeking the kingdom and all these things will be added. I know that's what I'm supposed to go say to him. So whatever the whole night goes, I, ah, I just don't quite get there. I just don't quite get there. And I'm standing in the lobby talking to somebody and I see him walk by and he's walking out to his car and it's just like the Holy Spirit's just screaming in my heart. I'm like, alright. Literally, I said, hey, I'll be right back. I gotta go. I gotta go talk to this guy really quick. Go out. He's about to get into his truck and I come up to him. I said, I said, listen, man, I, I think this is a word from the Lord for you. I think this is what he laid on my heart. I'm like, you're a protector. You're a provider. I'm like, uh-uh. I felt like I was supposed to give you Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added. You just stay faithful. He's like, appreciate that. Let's pull up that second picture. I get this text message a, a couple hours later. It says, hey man, you're obviously sensitive to what God is speaking to you and it's very apparent he has a great anointing over your life. I just wanted to read that part to you guys. But he said this, what you said hit home tonight and I found myself in tears driving home literally called out to him on my way home in such a way that I never have and declared some things over my family. Come on, what would happen? Come on, what would happen if we would, if, if we would just quiet things down, if we would place ourselves in a position, if we would spend some time with God, if we would seek him in such a way, he'd begin to lay things on our heart where we start building the kingdom. See, and here's the deal. I believe God's speaking things like this all the time. And I'm not just saying a specific word for somebody. These are just some examples. But God is speaking to you now. It's how he works. It's, it's how he moves. If you get nothing else from today, know that God is a God who communicates us with us. But here's the deal. When he speaks, will you act? When he tells you, when, when he tells you to sell the house, when he, when he tells you to move, when he tells you to take the job, when he tells you to give up the car, when he tells you to share the word, when he, when he tells you to prophesy, right? When he tells you to join the worship team, when he tells you to sing, when he tells you to play, will you move? God, I wanna hear from you. I wanna hear from you. Are you sure? Are you sure? When he speaks, and he will, will you act? Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.